0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. This is our Tuesday waiver wire show. Last week of the regular season in some leagues, uh, first week of the postseason in others, second weekend of the postseason in if you are in the FFPC main event. I know that the. Um, The NFC contests are going into the playoffs this week. So, uh, lots going on. Uh, The competitive size of a lot of these leagues has diminished. And, as always, we are going to go into the running backs first, then the wide receivers, then the tight ends and quarterbacks who are available. Not really a great week um, at the running back position. We don't really have any injury fill-in, guys, unless Jeff Wilson Jr. and Eli Mitchell are not able to play for the San Francisco 49ers. Eli Mitchell is in the concussion protocol and Jeff Wilson Jr. apparently uh, had a re-injury to his knee. Um, But neither of them seem particularly serious. Both of them seem to have a chance to play next week for the 49ers. So the, the running back list this week would be if Hilliard or Foreman are available, if either of them got dropped over their bye week, pick them up. If Amir Abdullah or Chuba Hubbard is available, then those Carolina running backs need to be picked up. If Rashad Penny is available in your league, uh, Adrian Peterson did come back and get 40% of the carries, 11, 16, and one. Penny got 10 carries. Travis Homer got two carries, one of his carries. Um, He got two regular carries and then one special teams carries. None of them really feel like great ads, but Alex Collins was a healthy scratch there. So, you know, they are probably worth adding. If Tevin Coleman is out in your league, I think that uh, he needs to be added after he's got back-to-back weeks of 60% of the running back touches, also saw 11% of the snaps last week. If Godwin Igwabuke or Jamar Jefferson are still out there in your league, Igwabuke ran more routes, but Jefferson got six touches. If Swift continues to miss time, I think Jamar Jefferson is probably the handcuff there. Uh, If Zach Moss got dropped in your league, he came back and was active. And I actually know Zach Moss was dropped in a fair number of my leagues. He played 41% of the snaps last night, eight rushes, three targets. He probably needs to be picked up in, um, yeah, I mean, he needs to be owned in in 12-team leagues, especially where, look, we're all, we're all losing running backs. It's just the nature of the game. Brandon Bolden continued to get more action. Last night, Damian Harris pulled his hamstring. Patriots are heading into their bye, but if he has a serious hamstring injury, Bolden is going to be the running back, too, and you could maybe throw a buck or two on J.J. Taylor, but by and large, you guys know the deal at running back right now. We need to just be adding as many handcuffs as possible on our good teams, right? Ronald Jones, Khalil Herbert, Devontae Booker, guys like that. I actually could see Saquon getting shut down. So if Booker has been dropped in your league, I think I would probably spend a couple bucks on him. But the the main situation to watch as we head into waivers is throwing a couple bucks on Jermichael Hasty, if uh, because Trey Sermon is on IR, Jeff Wilson Jr. is banged up. Trenton Cannon is banged up. He had that scary concussion injury. And Eli Mitchell also suffered a concussion in uh, in that game. But yeah, I mean, I I wish that I had more for you guys at the running back position, but it's really just not that great this week. Looking at the wide receivers, Adam Thielen suffered a high ankle sprain. He's for sure not going to play this week. And honestly, I would expect him to probably miss multiple weeks. KJ Osborne came in and had a 17% target share. He looks like a very easy uh, start this week. MBS had 10 and nine targets in back to back games. He's the deep threat. You know what you're getting with MBS. You're either getting a long touchdown or you are not. Russell Gage had a great game against the Buccaneers 11 for 130 on 12 targets. He's seen a 26% target share over the team's last three games. Don't know if we're ever going to get Calvin Ridley back. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, probably the number one wide receiver pickup of the week. He had 12 targets in that mind victory against the Vikings. He's got a 24% target share over the last four weeks for the Lions. Uh, it's, it's obviously, you know, it feels pretty risky to trust Jared Goff wide receivers, but I do think St. Brown is the guy that I would want over Josh Reynolds or Khalid Raymond. Deontay Harris continues to lead the New Orleans Saints in targets per route run. They get to face the Jets at home this next week. He does not have a full complement of snaps, but he is their most talented wide receiver, so I'm pretty in on him. Honestly, all of the available Titans wide receivers in this game against the Jaguars, there are three wide receivers set was Nick Westbrook-Akeen, who I think is going to rank as a fantasy starter this week against the Jaguars pretty comfortably. Then this fella, who I honestly forgot existed, uh, Cody Hollister, ran, uh, uh, played 76% of the snaps against the New England Patriots. He was targeted four times. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, really, I guess just those two. And then uh, apparently Julio Jones has been activated on the designated for return IR and if he got dropped in any of your leagues, I, I know I had to drop him in a couple. He is a pretty good add. This week, the New England Patriots guys, they they are going into a bye, but Kendrick Bourne had, uh, I mean, look, the, the Patriots only threw three times in that awful snow-wind game, but Bourne, Aguilar, Jacoby Myers isn't going to be out there in any of your leagues, but those guys are pretty interesting. If Devontae Parker got dropped in any of your leagues. He was targeted five times in his first game back, caught all of them for 62 yards. Tua has completed 81% of his passes over the last month of the season. So I think Parker is a pretty solid add. And then Deshaun Jackson, not getting targeted, but is getting open deep. He is basically like the Raiders version of Marquez Valdez-Scaling. Then the other guy I wanted to note was Byron Pringle uh, and, and and Laquan Treadwell, actually. So Treadwell has basically been the number one wide receiver for the Jaguars the last two weeks, 93% and 86% of the snaps. He's got 13 targets the last two weeks. They do get to play against Tennessee, Houston, and the Jets the next three weeks. I think he is a decent add. Basically, the same thing for Byron Pringle, 72%, 59%, and 61% of the snaps the last Three weeks, five targets, two targets, four targets. I mean, you know the deal. If the Chiefs ever become the Chiefs again, Pringle is going to be a guy that you want to own. Now, we do actually have some interesting names at the tight end position. Tyler Conklin, I think, is actually going to be the main beneficiary of the injury to Adam Thielen because he's already out there a ton. He just is not targeted very often, but he played 95% of the snaps against the Detroit Lions. He was targeted nine times in that game. They play Pittsburgh, Chicago, and the Rams. That's, we should expect those to be a little bit pass-heavier of game scripts for the Minnesota Vikings, so I like him. Um, and then we have a, a tricky one here between Ricky Seals-Jones and John Bates. It seems like Logan Thomas is at least going to miss Week 14. John Bates uh, has had one fill-in game as the starter. That came back in week 11 against Carolina. He played 99% of the snaps. He was targeted three times. He played 57% of the snaps last week with Logan Thomas being in and out of the game. He was targeted four times. However, if Ricky Seals-Jones comes back, I think we can anticipate a huge role for Ricky Seals-Jones. Before he got injured, his snap share in games without Logan Thomas 93%, 99%, 100%, 100%, 100%, and 45% against Tampa Bay before he got injured. He was targeted a good number in all of those games. So uh, if you don't have waivers until Wednesday night, hopefully we can get a practice report on Ricky Seals-Jones. Then we have your, your usual cadre of guys, Cole Komet, Evan Ingram, and Gerald Everett. James O'Shaughnessy, we talked about him last week. He had six targets leading the team against the Rams. He did not play the full Dan Arnold role. Uh, he he did he did give up some snaps to Luke Manhurst and no Chris Manhurst and Luke Farrell. He played 66% of the snaps. Was targeted six times. Basically that Dan Arnold role for him though. So he needs to be added in especially tight end premium leagues. The quarterback position. Uh, if you are missing Carson Wentz, Tua or Hertz this week, the Patriots are also on bye. Taysom Hill is is sort of interesting. He threw four interceptions and apparently is diagnosed with that mallet finger injury. But it doesn't matter because he's going to run. He ran 11 times and had 101 rushing yards against the Dallas Cowboys. If Cam Newton got dropped in your league, look, uh, I know he sucks so bad in that last start, but he still is going to run. They don't have Christian McCaffrey now, so he has no threat to him at the goal line, and they get to play the Atlanta Falcons this week about as easy of a matchup as it is going to get. Taylor Heineke, I think, is a decent streamer against Dallas. We are going to expect the Washington football team to trail in that game. Uh, Outside of that, it gets pretty thin. Um, One thing I would note is that Tua in the playoffs gets to play the Jets in week 15 and gets to play the Titans in championship week. So Tua, honestly, I think will probably rank as a close to a top 10 quarterback in championship week that uh, which I, I think is going to be pretty valuable. So that is a look at the waiver wire this week. We will be back tomorrow with our game by game preview. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing.